Several years ago, a London hospital mistakenly sent letters to more than 30 unsuspecting patients telling them that they were in the family way, that they were pregnant. Now, what the hospital meant to do was send these same patients a, a letter telling them that their surgery had been postponed, but uh, someone in the office pressed the wrong button, and instead all of these letters went out telling people that they were expecting a baby, and among the recipients were six elderly men. So you can only imagine how surprised they were when they opened that letter. Congratulations, your doctor is so pleased to inform you that you're expecting a baby. Talk about shocking. And I'm sure there were some women who received that letter who were pretty surprised too. And perhaps they did not respond as delicately as Mary when she responded to Gabriel. How can this be? Don't you know Mary was shocked when Gabriel showed up? She was so young. Sometimes I think we forget that. She was so, so young. You know, scholars tell us that in that culture at that time, girls were often married by the age of 14. Let's think about that. In our culture, a 14-year-old today is considered a child. In our city, a 14-year-old is a student over at the junior school. They're an eighth grader. This eighth grader, this 14-year-old girl, is just minding her own business living her ordinary life day by day when the angel Gabriel shows up out of nowhere and says, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now Luke tells us that Mary is perplexed by the angel's words and wonders what this greeting might mean. Are you kidding me? That's got to be the greatest understatement in the history of the world. She's perplexed? She's 14 years old. The angel Gabriel has come out of heaven, appears to her and says, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you, and she's perplexed. Friends, I think she's shocked, and she's scared. Rightfully so, don't you think? And that's why Gabriel says to her, do not be afraid. Do not fear and then he goes on to tell her that she has been selected by God to be the mother of Jesus. What a call on Mary's life. What a call on her life. And yet it wasn't convenient at all, was it? So many things had to be going through her mind. She was engaged to Joseph. Surely she was asking, Will he believe me? Will he believe me? Will my family believe me? Will his family believe me? Will the village believe me? Or are they going to cast me out? Will there be anyone there when this baby is born? Will I have to do this by myself? Will the labor be hard? Will I have to raise this child alone? And then there are the things that Gabriel tells Mary about this child, that he will be called Son of the Most High, and that he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. Friends, it is hard enough to raise an ordinary baby, is it not? And here we have a 14-year-old being told that she will raise a son of the Most High. 
The popular Christmas song, Mary, Did You Know, asks, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Yes, Gabriel tells Mary that the baby will be the son of the Most High. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, but Mary is not omniscient. She doesn't know how all of this will play out. She doesn't know that one day she will kneel at the foot of his cross. She doesn't know what all this will mean for her own life. And all of this, all of this is balled up in this this one objection that she is able to utter to Gabriel, how can this be? How can this be? Now, friends, here's the thing about objections and God. There is not a place in all of Holy Scripture where God chooses a person, calls a person, and the person objects, and then God says, you're right. What was I thinking? I'll just move on and call somebody else. No, it doesn't work that way. God doesn't choose people. God doesn't call people because it's convenient or they feel equipped or they feel confident in their abilities or it's a good time for them to clear their calendar of social commitments. God calls people, well, because God's ready to call them. You see, Mary was an ordinary 14-year-old girl, and Abraham was too old, and Moses lacked eloquence, and Joseph was the youngest, and he had a prison record, and Ruth was a working-class widow. David was just a simple shepherd, and Simon Peter, well, he had a tendency to go off half-cocked, and God called every single one of them. You know where this is going, don't you? I can just about feel you squirming right now, even if you're watching online. You're right. God is calling you, you see. God is calling you. There's a call on your life. Right now, God is calling you to to love and to give and to serve in new ways. God's calling you to step up and step out. God is calling you to love and give and serve extravagantly as God does, and I am certain that all of us, we have our objections. You know what I mean. I've been there. Lord, this is not convenient for me. This is not what I had planned. Surely you have the wrong phone number. You meant to call my neighbor or my other friend at church, not me. But here's the thing, that when God calls, we're, we're free to say no, we're free to try to ignore because we have free will, but that doesn't mean that God will go away. No, God's going to keep calling and calling and calling until you answer yes. So what happens when Mary objects? Well, God does what God usually does in these situations. God offers reassurance. God reassures Mary that she's not alone, that God will be with her through this whole journey. Gabriel says, nothing 
is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. God is with Mary, and this gives her the confidence, the strength to say yes to this incredible call on her life. Here I am, she says, a servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your will. You know, in nativity scenes, and there's so many of them this time of year, aren't there? They're everywhere. Mary is often portrayed as so fragile. So often she's pictured kneeling next to the manger with her head bowed and her arms crossed. Mary so fragile. Mary meek and mild. And perhaps we prefer to see her that way. Because if we were to accept that she's not so meek and mild, that she's actually incredibly strong and faithful, that she is willing to risk by answering this call when she doesn't have all the details and she doesn't know how other people will receive what's happening and she doesn't know exactly how it's all going to turn out, well, that would mean that if a 14-year-old girl can do it, we can do it too. That would mean that we are capable of answering God's call in our life. It's rather disconcerting, isn't it, to have all of our familiar excuses come out from underneath us by the reassurance that God is with us, but there it is. God calls you, and it may not be convenient, and it may feel risky, and it may push you, and it may challenge you, and you may not know exactly how it's all going to turn out, but God says, I am with you. You know that reassurance, and that enables all of us, you see, then to step out and answer the call in faith. Friends, during the season of Advent, I think we all need a dose of Mary's wisdom. For like Mary, God is calling each and every one of us. And all of us in our own way are offering our objections, we're resisting that call, and God is pushing back against that resistance. God continues to call us. And God is offering all of us the reassurance that God is with us. My friends, never ever forget, nothing is impossible with God. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for you call us to incredible work in this world. And yet you are with us. You reassure us. And we know, Lord, that if we trust in you, that nothing is impossible. Lord, strengthen us. Give us the courage like Mary to answer that call. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.